0: You know what, I've been a little bit depressed and, you know, struggling emotionally, but other than that, I'm good, and today I'm good, (laughs) today I'm good, and we just took the car in to get fixed because, you know, the check engine light is on. So the first thing they say is, I've got good news and bad news. Oh, lovely. The good news is, what's wrong with the car doesn't affect the way it drives. The bad news is, if you have to register the car anytime soon, um, you'll need to get it fixed because there's a problem with emissions and it won't it won't pass. pass smog. Gotcha. So if you have to get smogged, and we're like, as a matter of fact, registration is due this month. But, silver lining, uh, the smog, we don't have to get it smogged this year. We don't oh. have to get it smogged until next year. So I think we may just put it off put off whatever's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the oil's getting changed and tires are getting rotated. But whatever's wrong with the car, I think we just might put it off. <laughs> for so, a little while, Sometimes, anyway, putting, As we kind yeah. of fill up our money, our um, fix the car jar, <laughs> with a few more coins.
1: <laughs> fix the car jar. Well, when we were just off the air, uh, we were laughing about, you know, some swear words that are very very applicable to so many things in life so we just may make a little song out of it at some point and so we're just going to leave you wondering about that our new little jingle (laughs) our little jingle using our favorite swear words so yeah. you know
0: what debbie i have been really wanting to catch up with you about this latest chapter of your life and i'd like to hear how you're doing I'd also like to hear some of the things that you are learning in this part of your journey um, and what you can share with us. So mm-hmm. specifically, your mom got hurt yeah. a couple of months ago. So how are you?
1: Well, I mean, for the most part, I'm, I'm you know, I'm hanging in there. Uh, what's What's tricky is that our mom is showing some memory um, and she
0: doesn't live here in town. She, she does not live in here in town. About she lives up near.
1: Miles away. She yeah. She lives yeah. up, actually above Sacramento. Okay. And uh, she lives in a beautiful area of Roseville, kind mm-hmm. of yeah. um, near Auburn. And um, so she has already been showing signs of some short-term memory loss, right. which has been concerning to. all her family and close friends, you know, because it's pretty noticeable.
0: And does she still live on her own or? Is oh yeah,
1: she lives okay. with her and my stepdad live together. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, they've got a beautiful home and you know, the whole thing. And my mom is very bright, very, very bright. And um, when she retired, she retired, I want to say, at least 15 years ago, maybe more. Okay. Um, she started watercolor painting and she's actually quite good and um so for the last 10 years she's she's had a space up at a place called newcastle um a city called newcastle and they have like a artist studio there where different artists rent little spaces and what was that like? A collective. How like, lovely. So she's been doing that for a long time. So she's got her groovy little space set and up. Did she and, do
0: that kind of art when you were growing up? Because no. I know you and yeah. your sister are very. talented. Your brother too. Your yeah. brother does a lot. We're of great all.
1: All of us art. kids yeah. have a creative component to you know what we do in our lives. Um, so yeah, my mom is. I mean, my mom. I think she has expressed her creativity. Throughout the years, in her decorating, she could have been an interior designer. I mean, she's just really kind of got that eye. They've traveled the world, and so all the things that are in their house, um, they've got beautiful rugs from Turkey and different places they've been, and wow. beautiful pieces of art, and it's 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 like a little museum in there, kind of.
0: Wow.
1: <clears throat> um. So, so in January, um. M- my mom fell and broke her leg. And we don't know if she fell. She also has an AFib thing going on. We don't know if she, we don't know why she fell. Mm-hmm. She thinks she fell because she tripped on a rug,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is very common. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she had to spend almost two weeks in the hospital because of Medicare and different things and getting a surgery and trying to figure out if she was going to. Go to a rehabilitation center outside the home, or if, if um, physical therapy and such would come into the home until so there was all this thing at that, that. Honestly, my sister, Godsend woman, pretty much took care of all of that. And um, so she's home. They we went and looked at some facilities, and and the reality is my mom is not ready to be in any kind of facility. She's a long way off from anything like that. Well, and like you said,
0: your stepdad is still... And my stepdad... And does he... Is he cognitively still very... He
1: is. He is. But, you know, there's issues there. And course, so... because they're both older. Yeah, so there's concerns uh, with her being home alone with him. And, you know, just the house, there's like, there's a step. Mm. You know, it's not... There's just things about the house that potentially could be um, you know, the potential for her to fall again or Mm -hmm. so, but since, um, since she fell, it kind of exacerbated some of the memory stuff. And we're not sure if it was because of all the medication she was on, you know, sometimes when people get anesthesia, it can cause memory things afterwards. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of, there's just all kinds of things. So that, not to mention
0: just the depression of all of a sudden being well, mobilized and, and, and not she, being able to do what she was used to, you know, having right. her entire life change, her daily life exactly. change
1: overnight. And I think COVID didn't help because, you know, she didn't go anywhere um, and she, she didn't even really, couldn't even really go up to her studio during COVID. Oh. <clears throat> um, so there's been several years and both my sister and I feel like that has played a big part into some of her cognitive decline as well just not being able to do anything not getting stimulated from people and she she had a girl she has a girlfriend who they would go to the movies all the time and just all all of that yeah. so she's she's got some cognitive decline happening and um, it's my sister and I are trying to figure that out. So for the last month and a half, she's been doing more of it because she's got a little more time than me, but we've both been going up. So for the last three weeks, I've been up there from Sunday to Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And then my brother, his girlfriend comes on Wednesday night, stays Wednesday and Wednesday night. And then about now, she's probably gone off to work. Then my sister will show up and she'll be there from today, at, she's she's probably driving there now, right. um, and be there until sometime Saturday or Sunday. I think this week she can only stay till Saturday, because she has a son who, she has to pick up from the airport, right. another story. Right. But anyway, so there's just just try, trying to make sure that there's somebody there, and it's not so much that my stepdad can't take care of her, it's that he has his own routines, and so he's not... I don't know that, it's, that he's not willing to, well, to, like, Caroline, let's go to lunch, like, to get her out, to get her doing things. So they're both just sitting there without other people around. They're just kind of sitting there, and that's not good. No, and so what's I, happening to
0: her uh, as, as her mobility has changed mm-hmm. in the last couple of months, and it seems that her cognitive ability has also declined a little bit because of that immobility. Absolutely. You don't want that same thing to happen to your stepdad. No. He needs to stay alert and on top of things and he
1: needs to stay active so that he can best care for her. And and we question if that is happening or will happen or will just continue to not happen. (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to be you know.
0: Well, I, I watched it, my dad just, when his wife passed away, it, it, it was four years before he passed away, but I watched him go from being pretty active with her because she was significantly younger than him, mm-hmm. and she kept him busy, and they had season tickets to the theater, and they went to a Bible study group, and right. they had friends that they would go out to dinner right. with once a week, so there were things that they did, and my stepmom made sure that my dad got out of the house, and as soon as she passed away, he stopped doing anything and we watched his cognitive awareness and ability that just so rapidly decline yeah and so that's
1: that's in a nutshell that's the concern of course and so um you know i've had you know through the years this is kind of an interesting thing so i live so my sister has lived far Mm -hmm. and and i'm much closer so I would see my mom and Bill more often, but when Geno would come mm-hmm. to see my mom and Bill, um, she would spend longer amounts of time with them. Of course. So, because, you know, they would come out here for two weeks, say. So mm-hmm. she's there more. Well, she started noticing long before me, the cognitive, li- the little things because she was there for three days where when I would see them, it would be like 24 hours, but there's a lot of family around and we're not in our normal routines. Yeah. And so those issues wouldn't show up. They would start showing up when you're there for a longer amount of time. In mom's own home right. and watching mom's regular routine. Exactly. And then you, see then the you, you start seeing it. And yeah. so, you know, So, so there's been that. And so now, you know, I've been up there now quite, I've been up there, I think six times, um, three times now by myself. Um, and just spending that amount of time with her, you know, you definitely do see those cognitive things. Now on a positive note, um, she doesn't have any medications in her there. She's got no narcotics or anything in her. And, um, I feel like I do see some some just little hints of oh may, maybe maybe she's not gonna get any worse Right. I'll say right you know maybe because oh she remembered that oh she remembered that there's been a handful of things and she's definitely getting stronger and she's not gonna need to be on a walker for much longer oh, and so I do think she is going to be able to regain some of that, but, I mean, she's even said, she'll have these moments where she'll say, you know, am I going to get to drive again, and things like that. I mean, she's, she's aware that she's got this cognitive thing going on, and I think she's frightened, she's worried.
0: Because not only has she had a mental decline mm-hmm. that she also recognizes, but now she's had this very, very drastic and severe yeah. physical decline. Yeah. And so I, I'm sure that she'd like to get one of those back. Yeah. And she's not both. She's
1: I mean and again, she's not she's very smart. Yeah. And so we've had some extremely heartbreaking conversations um around the word dementia and just enough to just, you know, it's just really, really hard. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I'm pretty strong, and I can, when I'm there, it's funny. I, I feel like another part of me kind of comes up, you know, and uh, is strong. Yeah. And then I'll, when I go home and I get in my car... And I'm driving home, and it's like it, the reality of what's happening kind of floods in on me. Yeah. But I really try not to let any of that show, and I try to be extremely positive. And when my mom starts getting negative, I say, like, "Mom, stop it," you know. <laughs> and so um, I'm I'm tired, and I think my sister's even more tired.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think. Um, and I and I know that my stepdad is. I know it's hard on him. You know he lives with her every day and has has watched this happen. Um, my my grandfather died of Alzheimer's or complications from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know then there's there's all the fears of well is this going to happen to me, kinds of things. But my sister and I, uh, we've researched and we don't think that you know we have that in our line on that side of the family although it is on my dad's side
0: right now you have a grandmother that's 104 years old Mm -hmm. is that your mother's it's my dad it's my dad's mom okay so her parents have already passed away
1: yeah okay but not that long ago right i mean they lived into their early 90s Wow. so um yeah they were and they were both all there cognitively um so so I think well, the last thing you need to be thinking
0: about is whether or not well, this is hereditary. I'll, I'll tell you, you, are such a uh, you are so funny when it comes to medical Well, I'll things. tell you something <laughs> funny
1: about that. So, for this, for my last birthday, it may have been the birthday before, uh-huh. John got me um, those twenty-three and Me DNA test oh, yeah. things, you know, because we both wanted to do it, and he was all excited because when they came in the mail. And 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 he wrapped him up, and I opened it up, and it and it had the um, he paid the extra money to do the health part, and and uh, I I opened it up, and I looked at him, and I go, oh hell no, I am not doing it, and And so and so he (laughs) he sent him back, and then they sent back the other ones that are just you know, to find your, your relatives and stuff. There is no effing way I'm going to do one of those.
0: So you, so it came to you, mm? you
1: never opened it? No, we sent those tests back. we sent those back. We sent those tests oh, you back. Those back. Okay. Those tests so you never back. even did that Because I'm not doing it.
0: You just did that. John, audit, yeah. John
1: did his. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't need to know that you have 3% chance that you're going to get, you're going to die of this. I, mm-mm. So if you do have the not opportunity
0: need... to have a full body MRI or something, you wouldn't do it.
1: Would you have a scan? Like, like a PET to, scan? Like a whole, I mean, like I a might, full body scan I to might, find out but, that there might but be. The, but the stress and anxiety that I would go through. <laughs> I mean, when I go and get my blood drawn and then I have to wait for the result, yeah. I, it's awful. Yeah. It's so, so I just, I do not need that information. I don't want it. I don't. <laughs> and yet there's
0: other areas of your life where you very much embrace the knowledge is power kind of philosophy. Yeah. So it's it just depends <laughs> I on, just don't you know, want to... the things that you know that you can control, well, like how much your electricity bill is and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. You're like, I can control that. Right. So I need to know how to control that. And I But, but your physical this is something you don't want to have, you don't want to I, have well i think of. i think
1: the way that i can have some um, amount of control is by what i put into my body right. and so if i know that on a daily basis for the most part You know, I'm eating well and I'm not eating a bunch of crap, although I eat a hamburger when I'm driving home, which is really bad. uh, So
0: there's nothing better than a travel hamburger. I know. We
1: don't eat them. I don't eat them at home very often. I I rarely eat a hamburger, but since I've been going back and forth to Sacramento, it's like, okay, I'm going to go get a hamburger. And tell me the truth
0: do you sometimes get a milkshake
1: too? I sometimes do. (laughs) (laughs) And and French fries. I know, I know. So, That's funny. But yeah, so I, uh, I mean, I, you know, by exercising and, you know, kind of doing a spiritual workout and knowing that I'm, I try to eat organically and not a lot of meat and all that, you know, right. I, I feel like I have some amount of control, right. but I, but even that I don't. Right. You know the and hell so
0: the little things over which you have no control, mm-hmm. like whether or not you have a three percent more yeah, likelihood. Yeah, I don't need. I of, don't
1: need to know that. You don't need to know that. I don't you need, have
0: no control over that anyway. Mm-mm. So and let's
1: just. I don't need that to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: don't. There's all these rooms in your brain that just need to be kept clean exactly and orderly and exactly
1: out, and that's a piece of information
0: just, you don't need. <laughs>
1: nope. I love so, it. so. You know, yes, my grandfather had Alzheimer's. He actually, um, he actually donated his brain to scientific research. He know he had, he knew he had it, right. <clears throat> and um, you know, his decline was fairly fast. Wow, um, that was very hard on my grandma because, in in the middle of his um, illness. Mm-hmm. He had he got to a place where he was like accusing my grandma of different stuff, and they actually gave my grandfather a, um, an antipsychotic medication, like first th- what they would give to a schizophrenic who's nice. seeing and hearing things. Um, and the minute they started giving that to him, all of that stopped. Wow. And so, um, but wow. it was extremely hard on my grandma for a minute there. Um, so my I mean my mother she's not even close to anything like that. She's she doesn't have trouble pulling up your name or I think she would know what, how to drive to her studio. I mean I don't I don't see her decline like that in any way. She can tell you what she's reading. She can tell you the history of Istanbul. I mean she can tell you she she could have been a history professor, you mm-hmm. know. She watches the news. She it's it's this weird short term thing. Well, I think that that's what happens when we get older. You
0: know, is that we can remember things that happened when we were ten. Yeah. Um, but we have trouble bringing up what we had for breakfast. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and so that's that's a normal yeah, part of aging. Part of it, so, it is, and yeah. you know, she'll sit there and she'll say, "Well, you know, just tell me what is normal part of aging. You know, why do you why do you because a cognitive therapist is coming." Okay. She comes twice a week. Okay. And it kind of makes my mom mad because it's like, well, why is she coming here? What is, there's something more going on with me than just normal old age. And we've all had to say to her, mom, yes, there is a little bit more. It's not just that you can't remember what you had for breakfast. It's that you can't remember what we talked about three minutes ago. Right. And she she goes, and she's just, it's like it puzzles her. And it's very, very, very hard. It's just, it's heartbreaking. But when in the moments, and and there's many, there's more moments where she's okay than not, I'll say. But like, she used to always be like, you know, wanting to change the color of a room and, you know, buy a new couch and, go shopping, and she loves clothing, and, you know, and, and I don't see her having any kind of interest in any of those things anymore, you know, so I don't know, Liz. You it's, know, there's a
0: part of me that uh, thinks it's that that is a gift, you know, when you um, when you no longer even have interest in doing some of the things you wanted to do. It's like, well, maybe that's just a gift of, yeah. you know, because it's one thing to, to not feel like you want to do it, it's another thing to want to do it and not have the ability to do it. So I do see some people as they get older, they're just like, I'm just content to just go out once a week and the rest of the time just putter around my house even though five years ago they were extremely active and maybe that is part of a gift of yep. what happens to the brain is that there you lose interest well, in doing some things because you've lost the physical and mental ability to do right. some things it's when you still have that desire to do those things and you're trapped in a body that doesn't work right. or a mind that doesn't work
1: we were we were laughing about how um you know, God takes away our eyesight as we age, so that we can't see <laughs> our the se- person we're married to, or or ourselves in the mirror. Our own reflection. <laughs> so. I know. I, I think I might have shared
0: it with you. There's a um, when we went to the Exploratorium in San Francisco. There's a mirror, and you can look at one side of the mirror and it's set, and it shows you what you see when you look in the mirror, and the other mirror is what you look like to other people. Ooh. Really? And I don't know the science behind it, because I didn't read the science behind it, because I just want to believe it's a bunk. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's me. Okay. I looked to the other
1: side, and I'm like, this is what people (laughs) can see when they look at me. Oh, my what? Like, what was a, give me an example of a difference Um, of what they see and what you see. Many more
0: lines. A little bit of saggage around my jowl, more so than I normally see. I'm like, what is that face? <laughs> I, and I just.
1: It's, it's just not right. It is
0: not right. It is just wrong. And so I want to believe that the science behind that is bogus and that that's not reality. Yeah. Because it was traumatizing. It made me not want to go out into public. I, even, even though the differences, listen, the differences were not extreme. Yeah. It wasn't but it was like enough that a you different person. But but it was enough for me to go. That's it. I'm never walking into Winco again. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: thank God for well, COVID because I, at least I can wear know. a mask. <laughs> I always like I I rarely put on makeup. I mean you can see right now yeah, I, I don't yeah. have barely any on. Yeah. And if I'm honest, it's been several days since I've had a shower again. <laughs> 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 because when I'm at my mom's, I can't. really do that and yesterday I drove straight in from Sacramento I went to a class and I came then straight here to work and I was here until 10 o'clock and then here I am Wow. so when does a person bathe
0: well, I can't smell yeah. so I think that I
1: still I don't, actually have a little struggle with yeah. smelling
0: since I had COVID. I don't, still. Think, I don't
1: think I'm smelling. No, you don't. If it was summer, maybe, <laughs> and hot, if I was, you know, sweaty and hot, but no, I don't think I smell. But. You know,
0: my daughter made a comment to me a couple of weeks ago. There's, you know, there, there was something happening, and she said, I'm built for this. I'm just, I'm built for this. I can get through this. And I just thought, okay, that's a really... That's kind of a sad thing for somebody to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm built for this, and you kind of alluded to that a little bit ago, where where you said I can be really strong when I'm there, and mm-hmm. I can do this, and I can do that. And it's like you're built for 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 this kind of, um, yeah. Kind of yeah trauma or this kind of um, uh, uh, you know just si- situation or whatever, situational stuff, mm-hmm. and you're built for this. Um, but I and I think that. Humans are built for a lot more than we think we I think, can get I through. Think I think you're absolutely right. But at the same time, I'm not sure that any of us are built uh, to go through, first of all, a lot of, right. of stuff. You know, I also don't think we're built to go through it completely alone. I don't either. And so many of us go through it alone. And it's not just, you know, like I I have my husband, I have my kids, I have you. I have, you mm-hmm. know, a very small little group of people. Um, but there are some people who literally have no one I know. that they can really rely on. Um, and then there's some people that have huge groups of people. And I find myself sometimes envious of those people. Right. You know, there was a study done in 2016 that said that, um, for women who uh, have friends, that they are among the healthiest. Mm-hmm. But not having a friend group, it does the same to your body as smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. Really? Yeah. So the importance of having community... Yeah does so much for the body Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'm finding myself in kind of a season of life where I have a very tiny, very small community. And sometimes I look at myself physically and I'm like, gosh, I can just tell that it's really wreaking havoc on my body Mm -hmm. that I don't have the big community that I used to have. Even though that community was not necessarily intimate, or but somebody it was that I
1: could tell yeah. all my secrets to. But it kind of relates back to what we were just talking about about having engagement Engage. in life. Because yes. when when you don't, that's when things might in your mind may begin to shut down, and you know you need the involvement. Makes me think of Charlie Brown. Uh, <laughs> we need a director. We need involvement. <laughs> you know that part. <laughs> From the Christmas one, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, no, she says, We need a director, you need involvement, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that you're
0: right, and I think back on those that group of women that in the 1980s and 90s I did so many things with. We went to see the taping of Designing Women mm. twice, we went to a taping of um, um a game show, you know, and we we did all these things together. And so in the van, on the way there, you know we're having conversation, conversation that is not going to change the world, right, but conversation that kept us stimulated and, and kept, kept you us connected. engaged and connected. Mm-hmm. And we knew things about one another's kids and husbands and um, you know, home. Drama that Home drama. Uh, you know that um, that just kept us uh, like you said engaged. I yeah. think that
1: that's really the best word for it. Yeah, I, you know, you asked me at the beginning of this like, <clears throat> what have I learned through all of this? Yeah. You know, or what am I learning? And um, I, the the honest answer is I don't know yet. You know, I mean, I think I'm learning some patience. I'm learning patience would be a huge thing because when somebody um asks a question over and over again and (laughs) and you know you just you just answered it and so you know not not getting frustrated not you know allowing yourself to feel frustrated but I think a thought that I had earlier as you were talking about your friends and stuff Mm -hmm. um uh for me, I what I recognized yesterday when I was driving home is that I, because I am so busy, my tendency will be to just to not deal with how sad this is mm-hmm. because I'm too busy and so I don't, I'm not going to have time to, to deal with grieving, you know, kind of what's going on and and that I, I, I need to be aware of that. I need to be aware that I need to allow myself time to feel sad about what's going on with with my mom, and and you know, to to make sure that I don't uh, not drink it away, but busy it away. <laughs> busy it away, right? You know.
0: And they think that same same
1: thing, <laughs>
0: right? Um, that is what happens a lot of people after going through a very long and prolonged. Um, death of a parent Mm -hmm. or even a child because of an an illness, like cancer for five years or whatever. And then a when they do finally pass away, there's people who then stand in judgment. Why aren't you Why aren't you crying? Why aren't you this, like, why aren't you that? It's because I've been losing this person for five yeah. years. I've been going through the grieving process for a very well, long time. And that is probably something that you need to mm-hmm. allow yourself to kind of enter into. Exactly. Because she will pass away, whether it's a year from now or 10 years from right. now or 15 years from now. And so you don't want that grief to come like a tidal wave. Right. You want it to kind of slowly mm. unwrap, un, unwrap it, itself, so that you can just really appreciate all that comes along with grieving. Right. And unless you're grieving, right, you really can't appreciate all that you still have while she
1: is here. Exactly. So
0: there's a little of both. And i
1: yeah, and and you know makes me think of two things. You know, our childhood wasn't great. Right. And so my sister and I have both kind of talked a lot about, you know, kind of the interesting feelings that we have of feeling like here we are in this place in life where our mom needs us, but maybe wasn't necessarily all the way present there for us when we were small. It's, it's, it's a funny fa- place to find yourself. Um, and so there's a lot of you know that's where that's where the therapist comes in <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which is a good thing but you know when we were a couple of years ago when we interviewed Kelly and we talked about that we talked about when her husband got sick that's when she started grieving and it was 3 years later when he finally passed and she was almost at peace with it right. when he finally did pass because right. it she was she
0: Grieved. Even though, and what was, I, I still mm-hmm. remember her telling her story. If you haven't mm-hmm. listened to her story, go back to, uh, it was probably in the first 25 or so episodes. Mm-hmm. But she talked about how people around her were saying, I had a dream last night and he's going to be healed. Right. I'm praying for his healing. Even though she was living in this very practical and realistic space. Right. Of okay, well, if he does get better, that's good. But you know what? If he doesn't, mm-hmm. I'm here with him, and I'm in this space mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And and I did appreciate that she was living in – I mean, it took her a while to get to that point, but when yeah. she finally just lived in that space of grieving while living every day. Right. You know, it's it, your dual personality right. kind of. But she seemed to have done that with grace.
1: Right. Um yeah, I, she definitely has. I, I keep telling her she needs to write down that story. Um, I think a blessing of this time in in my life is going to be that I am going to get to to know my mom in a little different way. Um, you know, she's she's she always had kind of a a rough edge to her. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, one of the most loving, generous people I know, but just some kind of a thing that's kind of rough and scratchy, mm. and that's I, I've seen I've seen some of that, you know, in the last couple months of, sure. of being there a lot <laughs> and thinking, okay, because I know that like I I have a friend who um, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, I need to get her. She needs to write this down. So, <laughs> her dad, her dad was a um, like a minister his whole life of a, a, a big old church, right. like the Baptists or something right, like that. Right, right, right. And he got some form of dementia later in life. And he started smoking, he started drinking, and he started swearing. And he, like, this whole other person came Everything out. Everything that was in direct opposition yeah. to the character like, just, just came out, and she would tell me these stories, and honestly, it was hilarious. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so what, did he just repress all that? I mean, and so they say that, you know, depending on what kind of a dementia or whatever you get, Certain person, like some people, kind of revert to be more of like a kid. Mm-hmm. Other people get mean. Other people start to drink and smoke and cuss. I don't know. <laughs> so, my stepdad used to think that there were
0: prostitutes in in the house. Okay, well there. Everybody was having sex in the bedrooms. <laughs> oh, we need to shut these doors because people are having sex in all the bedrooms. My mom's like, "There's nobody here but you and me." <laughs> God, yeah. So well,
1: anyway. and and I mean, and we're not even to any place like that yet yes of course and maybe it won't you know maybe maybe with all the medications out of her system and all the things that we're doing maybe it will slow and be a slower kind of a progression I don't know but you know I I it would be great if my mom's very very loving generous you know accepting tolerant she is all those things you know I hope that all stays. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because right. I mean, you just don't know. Like you don't know what's going to happen, and it's. I don't know. It's 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 an odd well, place. It's hard to, to believe be in. that her
0: heart um, will not be a little bit more open mm-hmm. after seeing what you and your brother and sister are doing mm-hmm. for her in this phase of her life. You know, my dad was very. Um, shall I say, selfish, you know, the whole yeah. time we were growing up. He was a very selfish person. There's a part of me that even is jealous of how very selfish he was because he d- he just put his own needs and wants. He just did what he wanted to know? do. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. first. Now... I know. I, as the oldest, have very strong memories of being a little girl and having him, you know, brush my hair and getting me ready for church and having, you know, him teaching me things. I mean, I have very strong memories of that, whereas my siblings may have fewer memories of those kinds of things because they were i was only 10 when they got divorced right which means my brother was only five and a half or six when they got divorced right um and then there my mom had four kids in 40 years so we were bam 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 so we were all very busy mm-hmm. you know when we were yeah. young yeah yeah and he was busy um having relationships with other women and not coming home from work and those kinds of things and then my parents divorced and so he was—he was kind of absent. We spent weekends with him, or every other weekend, but even that was there was girlfriends around, and there were girlfriends' kids around, and that kind of thing. So it was—we—we—we we, we really didn't get a chance did, to really know our dad.
1: Did he? So you said that he died of a de- or complications from a dementia, or he had it, or um, he... He
0: was, he was declining. Okay. He was declining. And so that wasn't the cause of death. The cause of death was an aortic aneurysm. But um, what was interesting is that even though he was so absent for so much of our, of our life, mm-hmm. and then he married somebody who kept him... Isolated from us. Mm -hmm. She didn't really, she wanted her own child and grandchildren around, but she didn't want his children and grandchildren around. Um, And so she was a difficult person. But I think the biggest gift that we were given was that she passed away first. Mm-hmm. Even though she was 15 years younger than him, she died first. And, and so you was had very your dad difficult for yeah. for him. And so my brother and I, me the oldest, my brother the youngest. Well, we have another yeah. sister that's younger, but she was um, much younger. She's 22 years younger than me. So of the four of us that were raised together, I'm the oldest and my brother is the youngest. And we were the only two that were here. We have two other sisters that were in other states. And so they weren't around him as much as we were. And this was a gift that we were given. This, because we got to know our dad. Yeah. We, we yeah. really got to know him yeah. in a very different way yeah. than we had ever known him before. He wasn't a disciplinarian. At that point, we're adults, so he's not a disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he was very funny. He was very generous. He was very, um, uh, he still was flirtatious. He had a huge crush on Michelle Obama. Mm. And he used to talk about how beautiful she was. Every time she'd come on TV, he'd be like, oh my gosh, that woman is so beautiful. And it just made me, you know, it just made me smile. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, well, first of all, he still loves women. Mm -hmm. still loves beautiful women, um, (laughs) on the one hand. On the other hand, how interesting that he is still um how interesting that that's a woman that he finds really beautiful it's it like helped me because my mom is you know like blonde hair blue eyed a lot of the women that he was with had a very different look and then to see michelle obama and think you have a very Wide view of what's beautiful, and I love that about you. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just helped me see him sure. in a completely different way mm-hmm. to say, Oh, you like this? Oh, you like that? You don't like this? He liked oil and vinegar dressing that was like 60% vinegar and 40% oil. He really liked the taste <laughs> of vinegar, he didn't like Thousand Island dressing, he didn't right. like you know, and, and you it, get to know the, the just the little things, to know yeah. those really. Wonderful little aspects of my dad was really a gift for both my brother and I. Yeah. And I feel bad that my sisters missed out on that. Yeah. And they didn't know him in the end. Yeah. So, but he was complicated when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. He was absent for yeah. most of our, you know, he didn't come to my eighth grade graduation. He didn't even come to my senior graduation. Um, he went to my other sisters right. because by then his relationship with my mom was comfortable enough so that he could then go Mm -hmm. but he didn't come to my graduation and so there were things that I very I I have very painful memories of him missing out on those aspects of my life right but I got some of that back in the last four years of his life so I, I just see these opportunities you know when our parents especially the ones who have been a little bit more complicated yeah when they have opportunities, when we have opportunities, mm-hmm. then to go serve them yeah. and to hang out with them. Yeah, that's... It's really kind of a gift to us. Yeah, to, that's... To even get to know them. Exactly. You know, not, I mean, that serving her and stuff, that's, okay, that's exhausting.
1: But just the idea yeah, of getting to just know we, her we've on had, this we've, other level. We've had some really good conversations and, and um, you know, we just, it's been... It'll it'll just be an interesting little ride, I'll just say that. Yeah. Of how this is gonna progress. So, I mean, hopefully it's gonna to get to the place where we don't have to be there all the time. Right. You know, that and they can both get back to their little lives, mm-hmm. both yeah. with mom and stepdad. Yeah. How
0: long have they been married, your mom and stepdad?
1: Well, they got married the year after Greg and I got married, so they got married in nineteen eighty five. Wow. So, so this is her longest. Yes, m- this is her. This is her longest. This is number five. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's the longest. But it's definitely the longest. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, definitely the longest. <laughs> it's very colorful.
0: <laughs> so right, your mom's. Your mom.
1: Uh, yeah, the story of your mom has
0: been colorful. Yeah, but, uh,
1: I'll write it down one of these days. But I really hope
0: for you that you have an opportunity to to rest and to be, yeah. you know, filled up, and I mean, there's so many things that you love doing that you're yeah. doing half-assed right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just because you're so busy. Yeah, and, so. I'm,
1: and I'm tired, yeah. so. Um, so, yeah, so thanks for asking about my mom, and, you know, this little, we can touch, we can kind of touch back on this as we proceed here. I'll give you guys updates. On yeah. my mom and how things are going,
0: but in the meantime, I just really encourage everybody that finds themselves in a tough situation. You might feel like you're built for this, and and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But we're, none of us are built to go through things completely alone. Yeah. So try to find you know your tribe, yeah. even if your tribe seems. Uh, on the other side of the world, yeah. there's people around that want to be a part of your the tribe. there it's is just there a, are a matter of finding them and, yeah. and opening your heart to them, which yeah. I know listen, I'm preaching to the choir here because I know I struggle with opening my heart to a new tribe because I was so wounded by my old tribe you right.
1: know well, it's but, I mean sometimes uh, you feel like you don't want to bother somebody or if, right whatever and so yeah. So, but I think but my, bo- so bother somebody. Bother somebody. Bother my somebody. My son
0: had to, said the best thing, you know, when he said, when I was little and people would say, ooh, I don't want to play with you, he'd go, well, I guess you're not my people. And so he'd move on until mm-hmm. he found somebody else that was his people. Yeah. And what wisdom is in that? If somebody doesn't want to respect you and yeah. or help you with your burdens, then that's okay. That just means that they're busy, they're tired, or they're not your people. Uh mm-hmm. It's all good. No, you're not bad. They're not bad. Just move on until you find your people. Exactly.
1: All right. Well, with that, we're going to say we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. On Dancing with Skeletons. Dancing with Skeletons. We love you all. Bye.